Politic Podcast, the show for normal Americans. From this undisclosed bunker, here's your host, Tony Reed. How do you feel about the push by the House Republicans? Many of them, the Speaker has certainly, you know, flirted with this idea of impeachment proceedings uh, against, you know, President Biden because of unfounded allegations that he was involved with his son Hunter's businesses. Uh, and as you well know, as you were very cautious about starting impeachment proceedings for the very reason that once you start in a special committee or the Judiciary Committee, it's very hard to stop that process. All due respect to your question, this is frivolous. This is a diversionary tactic. They just can't stand the fact that we had a job report of over nearly 200,000 jobs today, that unemployment is three and a half percent, that 18 straight months of unemployment being under 4%. We're talking about 13.4 million jobs created as with Joe Biden in the White House and working with the congressional Democrats. They have to change the subject and they have nothing to offer the American people in terms of jobs and the rest. They talk about it, but then they change the subject when it's time to deliver. I'm so proud of the Democrats and the Congress. We fully intend to take back the House the next time. And welcome back to Flyover Politic Podcast. It is the 5th of August, year of our Lord, 2023. Yeah, yeah. God damn that intro. That's, that's that shit. That's that shit, man, where the media just fucking forgets that we're not stupid. That we don't need Google suppression. We remember what you got. You impeached him for everything. You impeached him twice over shit that you do. During the last one where you said he instigated January 6th, I played an eight-minute soundbite of you guys saying we're going to fight like hell and using way more rhetoric. But, you know. So, today we're going to do a quick little uh, politics up front. We're going into military, and then we're going to head on into some slides with some other stuff, because we're suppressing, and gay shit on the back end. So, I want to start with uh, The View wants Trump exiled and Whoopi babbling about World War II, or something. I was watching that Bill Barr interview. One thing that got me is that our legal system 
probably, for, I mean, for good reason, but always protects the defendant over everyone else. And in this instance, what bothers me is, don't we think we should know everything about this trial before someone goes to a voting booth right. to vote for the president of the United States? And and Bill Barr was saying last night, you know, really the the, the system leans towards making sure he has a fair trial. Yeah. And that just blew my mind because I don't know how you can let people go to a voting booth it's, when you're literally But you under heard Ellie Honig yesterday was here, yeah. who's a, a great pundit and a yeah. A lawyer, I believe he yeah. is. Yeah. He said that he didn't think they, that this would happen, this uh, him going to jail or whatever, until after the election, well, which does not help the situation. He, he just there, didn't say the jail he, part. he thinks there can be conviction, um, but not necessarily being in jail. It's already well, maybe they should well, put him in a room uh, with just uh, us. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who would no, break I, first. You know what? What about making a deal? What about Sonny? If he, make, he makes a deal with, with, with Smith. Without jail time? And without jail. He says, look, I'm going away. I'm moving to Saudi Arabia. <laughs> Wouldn't that be good? Just go away. We don't. I don't even care if he goes to jail. I don't have it in my heart to punish I the think guy. There are I just want him to go away and stop ruining my if, country. If he, if, I think there are That's certain it. prosecutors that would offer him a plea agreement without time if he would agree to never. Now you know we we sometimes have we we chuckle. You see us chuckling our stuff, but really this is really sad. This is, this is a really sad time in this country because I don't think anybody, even the oldest person in this room, can ever remember anything like this ever happening in the United States of America well, because we sent our, our, our grandfathers, went to fight in World War I and World War II, great-grandfathers, to ensure this kind of thing did not happen here. Yeah. Jack Smith, let me tell you just a little bit about him. He is an international war crimes prosecutor and he is not playing. No. I, I heard somebody, and I can't remember who it was, who said there is, the guy is above reproach. Nobody has a bad word to say about him. His life is about ethics and morality. But the truth is the truth is the truth. The facts speak for themselves and because we've sent people to war to fight for our right to be the country that we are, we cannot allow these lies to continue. Can, now, we, yeah, can we just ask Ellie yes. if he thinks that Trump will go to jail? Oh, just yes me, or no. Yeah, uh, no. Sorry, but no. Doesn't mean he won't I'll get convicted. Bet, yeah, I, don't yes. that, I don't believe he'll go to jail. Certainly not before the election. If you're counting yeah, on I'll, that. I'll take that bet, Ellie. Okay. <laughs> I know you have one with Alyssa. I'll, I'll, I'll double on it. All right. <laughs> we hope so you're wrong, gonna, but you're... So he's going to slide again. He's going to slide again. Wait, well, what's your other... But he's going to slide But you're not right. saying he's not going to get convicted. What's your other book, Alyssa? I don't think he'll get convicted. Good God. Those fucking people. But every once in a while, you get some positivity coming out. And here's Joe Rogan. God, he's spot on. Joe Biden's been a goof his whole fucking career. He's always been a goof. He's always been he's been caught lying so many times. Yeah. He's so full of shit. There's so much evidence that he's corrupt. Just undeniable evidence of corruption. And the stuff with him and his son and then the, the guy who just testified that was business partners with uh, with Hunter yeah. who talked about all the different things that Joe was involved with. Evan Archer. Yeah. Yeah. It's fucking undeniable. And the fact that they that mainstream news is ignoring this except for right-wing media it's fucking crazy and then lastly and then there'll be no long sound bites uh here is it's the gop's fault because of january 6 our credit went down not biden's economics 
and Trump stuff. They're going to ruin democracy and that Putin, Jim Psaki, because that's what she's done her whole career when she was State Department. It's all about Putin. When they fuck up, Putin. Trump or Putin. So now it's Trump and Putin. The power of our democracy, the power of our economy. Tim, just yesterday, Fitch, the rating agency, downgraded U.S. credit. And one of the factors was what happened on January 6th, was the gridlock, was the chaos created by the GOP, by these falsehoods and the misinformation that's getting pushed. Do people realize this? If you could somehow, it's like the Spinal Tap line, this goes to 11. Look, as Carol said, they're all serious, but this is... This one is bigger because the stakes are so high. Losing this case isn't just losing a case, okay? Uh, The erosion of the rule of law uh, is something that would be quite serious because of, of, I I think, the stakes of this trial also sort of ramp things up. But I'll be honest with you, we shouldn't be here. This is, it's unfortunate that this is the venue we're, we're having to do this in. The founders created a process to do it. But the elected Republican Party refused to do this. We are only here because Mitch McConnell, the leader of the Republican Party in the Senate, decided that the impeachment trial was not the venue for this. In fact, he made a speech saying, no, 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 let the criminal justice system uh, sort this out. And if the president has legal uh, liability, this is where it should be. But unfortunately, this, that, that wasn't right. This is the, that was the wrong call. It was the wrong call for the Republican Party. It was the wrong call for the American public. It's the wrong call for the justice system. But we're here, not, you know, and it's this needed to be brought. He committed this crime against the country. But unfortunately, we're only here because the elected Republican Party in Congress was afraid to deal with this. Um, and I do think we cannot let that go. History, it's only a historical stain now. But I think that stain belongs where it's at. We are only here, and we shouldn't have to be in this precarious situation that the country is in, if not for the lack of leadership of the Republican Party in the United States Senate during that second impeachment trial. We shouldn't even be here. This should have been done with the impeachment trial, but Mitch McConnell decided that this was the better place. What's the founders knew what the right venue was. Mitch McConnell. They're also trying to tie in Hunter Biden with President Biden, not just Biden. Of uh, of course they are. And there's no evidence of that. But they're going to keep trying because that is the argument that they they want to fuzzy the waters out there, muddy the waters, not fuzzy them, muddy the waters out there. That, by the way, is a tactic that Vladimir Putin and other authoritarian dictators use. But that's their strategic objective to make it all seem the same. Can I can I can I add one thing to here? There's a history in our country of people, the opposite opposing party trying to bring relatives into the campaign. It never works. I remember with George W. Bush, they brought up Neil Bush over and over and over again. George Bush got elected. Roger Clinton was brought up over and over the brother, half brother of Bill Clinton. It never worked. Nixon's brother was brought up over and over and over again. It didn't work. Billy Carter was brought up in 1976. It doesn't work. It, it's a distraction. It feeds the base. Swing voters do not care. I think one thing we'll remember is how last night and the 12 hours since uh, Jack Smith delivered that indictment with the help of a courageous grand jury, you know, how does this fit into the larger American story? I think the last 12 hours fit perfectly into the American story. And that is this. From time to time, America faces threats from monsters who want to destroy our democracy. 
That happened in 1861 with the Confederacy. Abraham Lincoln and you know northern soldiers and northern voters came to our rescue, saved the Union. The same thing happened in 1933. Almost at the last minute, Franklin Roosevelt came to power, saved our economic system. Pearl Harbor, 1941, we were bombed. Our system was very much in danger, our democracy. Many people were giving it up and saying that, you know, the, the democracy had seen its last days. Franklin Roosevelt helped to put a coalition together at the last minute to save democracy and freedom around the world. 9-11, 2001, Osama bin Laden and other terrorists hated our democracy, tried to destroy it. You see where I'm going. What we see in this indictment is that on January 6, 2021, Donald Trump, just like those other threats to American democracy, tried to destroy our system, to take away our rule of law, came very close to doing it, to take away our system of elections, to take away our tradition of peaceful transfer of power to a new elected president. It almost happened. And the thing is, Joe and Mika and Willie and everyone, it's almost happening again this morning. Just as you said, right. who is the Republican front runner? Donald Trump threatening to do it all again, but even more effectively mm -hmm. saying he's going to institute a presidential dictatorship that we may assume is going to take our democracy away. And this indictment, and I'll close with this, is coming at almost the last minute. I think if it had been two or three months later, we'd be a lot less optimistic about the chance that a trial can take place. See, because it's the recipe. When they fuck up or elections don't happen, we just go back to Trump. And because all their people, that's all they want to hear, the left is obsessed with Trump. The reason why Trump's in even a thing anymore is because of them. If they would have left the bear alone, he probably wouldn't run for office. But you keep fucking with the bear, and the bear gets pissed. The bear does stuff. And 162 minutes on the Trump. 19 times what we actually talked about. Archer. I mean, it my God in heaven, man, that is just fucking insane. And then you go deeper. CNN spent 91%. And I'm going to blow this up. This is just a small breakdown, and I know it's probably not visible. Um, starting at 6 a.m., Trump coverage, 24 hours, 28 minutes, and 50 seconds. Biden polling, 28 minutes, 33 seconds. Fitch downgrade, 15 minutes. Joe and Hunter, 13. War in Ukraine, 10. Lizzo, 9. Secretary of State of Arizona, 9. Tree of Life shooter, 7. Border story, 6. Report of wife, a gigolo beach serial killer, 5. A bond binding, 3 minutes. Woman escapes cinder block dungeon, 5 minutes. Trudeau, four. Bill on online safety, four. Stock market, three. Travis King, two. MLB, two. Somalia, sprinter, weather, actor, SCOTUS, ethics, and God we trust in Louisiana, and American women arrested in Bahamas, all less than one minute. That's the media. That's all they have. That's all they'll ever have. It's fucking un-American, man. It's just fucking un-American. Any way you want to cut it, it's fucking un-American.
So, I'm going to go into Military Corner and found this. It's pretty funny. Um, he has a whole Instagram page. Um, what the fuck is his name? Uh, Anthony Gonzalez, a U.S. Army soldier, went viral on TikTok for making videos mocking Gen Z. Now the 20-year-old wants to give up his military career to be an influencer. I feel like I was born to be a star, he says. U.S. Army soldier went viral on TikTok for making videos mocking the military. And now, da-da-da, I would love to be an influencer. I'd love to just keep making videos. Well, my point to it is, if this is what you're doing while you're in the field, you got really shitty leaders, and maybe you should. Because I don't think the priority of field problem is jerking off on TikTok. That's just me. So... Here is a dude jerking off on TikTok. Not literally, but figuratively. What are you doing? I saw it on TikTok. A cactus all of your hands? Let's finish this TikTok first. <laughs> I actually have to work. You see, I was gonna go get more ammo for us, but then I saw my eyebrows in the mirror and I needed to get done. You see what I'm saying? I'm a gangster. My skin is glowing out here. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> There's no Wi-Fi. What are you? Stop shooting! I don't want to get hurt, you know what I'm saying? Guys, guess what? I just got shot! Uh. Be fucking for real. You're actually gonna shoot me right now? Hate crime. Hate crime, you're- <laughs> Not me being dramatic. Girl, guess what? I just got kidnapped. Uh. <laughs> eh, it's pretty funny, I guess. I guess that's cool. That's cool. We can go with it. This is the PBY boats, man. These were big and about everything- in World War II, and they're going to bring an iconic Catalina amphibious flying boat to be resurrected new production transport category turboprop. They're going to certify it, bring it back. Military is going to start using it again. It's a good idea to rescue people. I don't know why we stopped doing it. Fintacarelli will build a new generation diesel electric submarine with Black Shark advanced heavy torpedoes and anti-ship missiles for the Italian Navy. And it's a little fucker, but I gotta think it's going to fuck some shit up. Army's pricey IVAS goggles meets training obstacle. Anybody want to guess? Anybody? Anybody? Doors. Yeah. Doors. They can't open doors. Got kind of a thing. I mean, one of the key things in CQB that's hard to teach people because we learn to... We start, at least for me, it was frag out. You frag the room, you know? You didn't actually clear it. And then, of course, now the whole world, if you fragged a hut in Afghanistan, you're killing yourself because it's it's made out of mud. So that doesn't work. But check in the door. The door open. Might be a first step. Just real quick. I don't know. On its evolving quest to improve soldier training, the Army is eyeing Microsoft Integral Visual Augmentation System as a centerpiece for mixed reality trainer that injects virtual threats into real-world scenarios. However, a half a dozen current former service officials and industry sources tell Breaking Defense that a technical challenge has forced users to modify that training with wearing IVAS. With no ready solution in sight, it's uncertain or if soldiers will be able to effectively use the IVAS to train like they fight outdoors or even inside buildings with doors. 
and Windows because I can't negotiate it. Hmm. That's kind of stupid. This is bullshit. Veteran advocacy sue over discriminatory fertility treatment policy at DODVA. The National Organization for Women and two groups that represent veterans have filed lawsuits against the Department of Defense and the Department of Veteran Affairs over health care coverage for in vitro fertilization and other treatments. The DOD and VA policy violates anti-discrimination. Now they're saying it's anti-discrimination. But once again, we got people who can't fucking walk, missing limbs. Fuck those guys. It's all about your vagina or your wish for a vagina or your wish for a penis. I can't, I can't get in to the one I used to. Um, somehow, some way, they blocked me. But I bet they're part of that group, and I don't even remember their name. Guy from Vietnam going to get a doggone Medal of Honor. There's a lot of this happening lately because it seemed like back then, just now, we wanted to not hand out that award. They fought alongside the U.S. Now this female Afghan military platoon's in limbo because you can't be a female Afghan military person. Thanks, Biden. Dad always seemed bigger than life, but I had no idea there was a hero in the next room. And I wanted to read this because all these guys are starting to die. And uh, the stories, you know. They got stories. Felt like a punch in the stomach for a few seconds. I was breathless and overcome by anxiety. Finally, a certain calmness took over. The call came around lunchtime, February 5th, 2009, a pleasant sunny day. I worked as a letter carrier for the post office and was out delivering mail. Even though I knew my dad was near death, my mom's word over the phone shocked me. My father, Thomas R. Lane, was dead of 74 for esophageal cancer. A few days later, I began to write his obituary for a local paper. I realized much of his life's a mystery to me, and I wondered how that could be. He was dad for 44 years. He was my hero. I knew the state where he was born, but not the city. I knew the name of his mother, whom I met as a child. Sorry, my computer's doing shit, and it's annoying the fuck out of me. Two brothers that preceded him in death, Harry and John. He had a sister, Betty, still alive, whom I'd met many times. When I was a child, my dad told me he'd served in the U.S. Army Special Forces from 51 to 77, and that shortly after his enlistment, he headed to Korea to fight. And he also served in Vietnam in the mid-60s, but I didn't know for how long. As it turned out, he served three tours of duty in that war over a four-year period, earning four Bronze Star Medals. Details my mother filled in for me. He'd really spoken of his time in Korea and Vietnam. When he did, he mentioned friends he'd lost and certain melancholy seemed to consume him. He struggled to finish the story after saying that no one should have seen the things he saw. I would recall as a young boy of four or five gathering at a restaurant in, our, in or around Fort Bragg and Dad waiting for a car to pick him up afterwards. I hugged him, then ran back into the restaurant where I waved goodbye from a window. Dad smiled and waved back. This is a story he didn't mind telling but I can still remember the sadness I felt at that moment. I would grow to be six foot two, same as dad, but he always seemed taller, bigger than life. I think all the children feel that way about their parents. It came across as an intimidating figure at times with a tough exterior developed growing up in a small coal mine. Good sense of humor and a big heart. He showed up for his children and grandchildren, ball games, school events, and graduations. 
By the time I was a teenager in 1980, Dad got a job working for the water company as a building office inspector. And I got my own TV in my bedroom. It seemed like a dream at the time. But now I look back on those evenings when Dad and I were both home with difficult perspectives. Dad was often in the living room watching TV or reading. I was in my room. I didn't know what I do now. My hero wasn't a musician or athlete. It was Dad just down the hallway. A hero. During the final years of his life, Dad used to call me two or three times a week, usually around 6.30 p.m., just to chat. We talk about sports, life, maybe a little politics. I miss those calls. I learned more about him in those years than I ever did growing up. But details of his hard early life, of childhood, of his time in the Army are lost now. I never pried into those memories. The day before he died, Dad's health took a turn for the worse. I went to the room and knew it might be the last time I'd ever see him alive. Before I left, I told him I loved him. I don't remember ever having said those words before, and over the years I've thought about that moment many times. If there's one thing that Lane family didn't do enough was say, I love you. Six years after my dad's death, my mom passed away. My sister died five years ago at age 59. At 58, I find myself struggling to reconcile all those losses. That Out of the four of us, I'm the only one still alive. Time and loss have left me more sentimental, and I frequently reflect on the past. I wonder whether that's healthy, but the memories are too vivid to let go. My parents are buried together in a veteran's cemetery about an hour and a half drive from my home. I visit twice a year in the spring and fall, and it's tough. I dream about them often, and it's here that we're together again. It's here that I tell them how much they did for me and my family, how thankful I am to have them as parents, and how much I love them. Words I should have said more of when they were alive, but I'm saying them now. The author was Tom Lane. It's the war horse. I have a bunch of these. I'm going to start covering. They're really well written. And even though I'm not an author, it spurred me to start penning one talking uh, about my walks. Part of the process has not only been to heal my stomach, but to heal other things and open up boxes and address mortality and things like that. I did a series for my brother and sister, or my sister, and talked about things. It was interesting because it opened up a lot of memories and they were happy and for whatever reason, my military memories had become very sad because people had died and, well, Scott died. And it, for some reason, made me just not want to think about the Army, not do it. And, you know, it's tough because you start getting older and your body doesn't do the things it used to do. You know, I was going through the basement yesterday and I found a bag of military stuff. Um, jackets, BDUs, DCUs. Fuck, my old Gore-Tex jacket was in it. I forgot I even had the damn thing. And, uh, excuse me, um, I put my BDU top on. It was an extra large regular. And it was like I was wearing my dad's coat because I've lost so much weight over this whatever the fuck I got. Um, and I remember what it felt like to put that on every day. As silly as it sounds, it just, I guess it made me feel important. 
um, that I was doing something important in life. Now, I'm not Pollyannic about it. You know, I country don't give a fuck about soldiers. And, you know, people that care about soldiers are soldiers and ex-soldiers and people live in red states. And, you know, I think those people get it, but majority just don't. So you're not really serving for the country, even though in your head that's what you're thinking. But you felt like you were doing something important. And now when the most important thing I'll do is mow the lawn or something, it is a little depressing. Um, And I think that's part of the institutionalization of the military. When you get out, you just don't feel you're important. You don't feel like you're making a difference. And in the military, whether it's true or not, because it's really not, you know, we don't make that much of a difference in the world. The world's fucked up, you know. We just fought for 20 years and nothing's changed. It's all fucked up over there because of politics. Um, It's something to keep you driving. It's something to put that uniform on and feel like you're, you know, you're somebody. Uh, You got all your Weeble Scout badges on it and, and you feel good about yourself. And, uh, I miss that. So putting the jacket on was twofold. It was like, well, that's cool. And my God, I'm skinny because that thing is fucking huge. I, the pants are 30, 30, 40s, I think, 38, 40s. They're fucking, I can't even put them on. They're freaking huge on me now. Um, it, it was weird, but going to cover that series. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to write one. And send it in there, and I'll cover all theirs because it's really interesting approaches to it. Um, but I think on my walks, I've healed a lot of stupid stuff and given up the survivor guilt crap that I carried around and feeling bad about, you know, guys are dead and I'm alive and I'm a fucking nobody and all the stupid things you think of. Um, you know, I've wrestled them for 19 months now on those walks, and it just seems now I'm more at peace with it that, uh, You know, I served, I did my time, I fought. I I don't have to live the rest of my life feeling bad that I didn't die. Um, And others did, and it was part of the plan. In my world, it's God's plan. Uh, Silly statement that never really makes you feel any better, but we all say it. Uh, You know, God's got a plan, and this is the way it works out, blah, blah. Um, But I have opened a lot of boxes and dealt with a lot of things that I just didn't want to. Um, you know, I just didn't never want to do it, but you're forced to in the silence of a morning at 4.30 in the morning, it's dark as shit, and the only thing you run into is deer and an occasional skunk with an attitude, which has happened two days in a row for me. Motherfuckers charged me. Um, you know, you're kind of forced to think, and when you do, you start broaching subjects so uh, my concept will be just that about I think it's good for vets all of us to uh, open those boxes the previous generations never talked about it because they never opened them up they never talked about it they never broached it I love that for the respect they didn't walk around talking about I'm a badass because 9 times out of 10 when you got a guy talking about war and how many people he killed they never killed anybody. They didn't leave the fob, and they're full of fucking shit. Um, but there's so many things in there that we didn't get of what it is to be a man. 
I mean, these guys, World War II, they went over and they built a country. We are what we are because those guys came back and the expansion and everything from housing, cars, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Korea, they fought a horrible war. I mean, it's been 70 years. On the 27th of July, it was 20, uh, it's been 70 years since the armistice. And uh, 58,000 people died. Nobody gave a fuck. A couple movies of Gravery Peck, and that's it. Vietnam, even worse. We, we, we idolize and remember the war protesters, not the people that fought. Because every movie that comes out about it, it's all fucked up. It's like, fucked up. It's a fucked up interpretation. It's never heroic. It doesn't show them as people, you know, doing what the country fucking asked them to do. Some of them, well, the majority of them were told to do it. They got drafted. Um, And then you get in all the other wars and we just don't even cover. You know, Gulf, there's a couple movies. You get into the war on terror. There's like four movies ever done. So there's no, nothing to make you feel good or associate with. You know, we've had as many post-Afghanistan movies right now come out as there's been movies about the war. 12 Strong, Lone Survivor, The Outpost. I think that's it. That's, that's it. That, that's that's all there is. You you didn't do a whole lot. Um, we've had the Covenant, War Horse, and Kandahar. So Hollywood cares about the Post. They're doing movies about that. They didn't do anything else. And maybe it'd be worse. Maybe that would open boxes and get people fucked up. I don't know. But, I mean, I think... I think a lot of times when I watch those, it does make me think things. And in retrospect, reflect on the loss. Um, I don't know. It's fucked up, so I'm going to move on. We need a military draft. I fucking... Bookmark this shit. The opinion express. Okay. La, 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 la. Let's just get down to here. The need of the nation must be met, and our national leadership would be wise to reinforce the idea that military service is an important responsibility for citizenship. While conscription has always been a controversial issue throughout history, a hybrid model would alleviate our mil- current military manpower crisis, increase the connectivity between the American public and its military, and more responsibility and more responsibly use taxpayer dollars. Holes in our military formations, in fact, gaps in our national security. Joe Penzer. No. 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 You can't. I'm just telling you, you can't. You open it up and start doing conscription, you're just going to fill body bags because we you think the 60s protests were bad look at these fucking kids 
They're the reason why you have all this fucking woke shit in the military. I mean, they're all a bunch of fucking cause heads. And the cause is not the U.S. And it's definitely not both parties' world dominance concept. No. Because remember, as much as everybody wants to pin it on George Bush, every one of those fucktards voted for it. They were the one that set the table that Saddam had WMDs because the Clinton administration, when everything went wrong, they nuked a tent. And Obama was like bunny in platoon. He did the whole fucking village in Pakistan. They they brought Scunion over there. So, yeah. Might want to rethink. These two are interesting. Colonel Catherine Garrick poses alongside her cousin, her husband, husband, how about husband, Matthew Gurk at Osan Air Base, South Korea, because they both changed the command. One left, one took over. That's pretty cool. Army taking a bet that they can have a SF SAR Major. That's pretty interesting, man. Never been. Never been. That's fucking cool. I think it's going to be fine. The guys I met are really badasses. House Democrats show they don't care about veterans. Uh, pre- uh, God damn. Our nation's veterans have selflessly served and sacrificed the country. As chairman of the Veterans For- Affair Committee, chairman, chairwoman of the Veterans Affairs Subcommittee on Health and representative of Fort Trump, New York, we understand it's our solemn duty to honor, sacrifice, service, heroism. That is why we are, along with the rest of our House Republican colleagues, committed to fully fund veteran benefits in our budget to ensure the men and women have served access to care, benefits, and services. Last week, we filled our commitment to our veterans. We passed the fiscal 2024 Military Construction and Veterans Affairs Appropriation Bill. This bill fully funds veterans' health care programs, benefits, and other departments of veteran affairs programs, including electronic health record modernization initiative and fully funds toxic exposure tarp taps um, every house democrat voted against it and they did and that's because they don't all they want is the woke just want fucking woke this right here is pretty shocking it is um, actually found video of soldiers freeing a concentration camp from World War II. And then we'll go into uh, some slides for some politics. So this I'll cut down, but wow, it's a shocking video.
All right, to some Devon Archer. This is Jonathan Turley. The Devon Archer transcripts out. Archer said that Ukrainian wanted Hunter Biden to help relieve pressure from the prosecutors looking into the corruption. They wanted the Bidens to take the heat off. Biden later insisted on firing of the prosecutor. There was discussion of a 142000 purchase of a luxury car for Hunter as part of the payment, as well as various wire transfers. Archer said that the Biden brand was Joe Biden, and that was what he was being was being sold. It was clear that they were not looking for Hunter. Burisma owner Merkin Chuck or whatever the fuck reportedly said that Hunter was stupid and his dog was smarter. Archer told Congress Burisma would have gone out of business without securing the Biden backing. So Archer said that they were selling Joe Biden at the Ukrainian state that they wanted the Bidens to take the pressure off the company for prosecutors, yet Representative Goldman insists that only confirms the exchange of niceties. And that's not niceties. Timing. Greg Price. June 7th, FBI releases documents to Congress alleging Bynes took $10 million bribe for Burmiza. June 8th, Jack Smith indicts Trump and Mar-a-Lago. July 26th, Hunter Biden goes to court, rejects sweetheart plea deal that was revealed the DOJ. Sorry, I had to hit the tweet. Uh, Testified Congress that Joe Biden was uh, what the fuck, man? Where are we at? Okay. Hunter Biden goes to court and rejects sweetheart plea deal after it was revealed DOJ tried to give him blanket immunity. July 27th, Jack Smith adds more charges to Trump and Mar-a-Lago. July 31st, Hunter Biden's former business partner testifies. August 1st, Jack Smith indicts Trump again. You don't think that's uh, by design? Sorry to tell you. You're fucking stupid. You're just fucking stupid. Here is Catherine Heritage nuking them. Um, because, yeah, Democrats full shit. Well, earlier this week, we just had to rely on the characterization from Republicans and Democrats about Devin Archer's testimony. But now we can see the full transcript. Uh, You'll recall that Democrat uh, Congressman Dan Goldman said that Archer testified that it was the illusion of access Hmm. to Joe Biden that Hunter Biden was offering to these clients. But in fact, when you look at the transcript, what you see is that that phrase illusion of access is in Dan Goldman's question. Mm. It's actually not what Devin Archer testified to. He says, yes, but that's not quite fair. This was about showing that there was the signal that there's influence and, and access here. Telling you, it is, it's so fucking tiresome. It's just, this whole thing is so fucking tiresome. Because the Trump shit was so minuscule for impeachments, and we're doing that. Lee Fang brings this up. One of the DOJ charges to indict January 6th, and now Trump and his post-Enron law to criminalize obstruction or appending of government proceedings. The 1512C2 charge has never been used like this before. By weaponizing it, it could backfire on leftists. They have done it in my entire life. They have stormed Supreme Court, they have, these motherfuckers storm shit. They're stormers. As lightning cracks outside because I'm in a storm, but they they storm shit, man. These people storm and the reality is it's almost everything the left does. 
they will come out with something like the nuclear option in Congress, and then them and the media will freak the fuck out when the right tries to do it. Facebook files three, Biden White House fought the arbiter on Truth Online. It's even worse than we thought. Biden administration proposes proposes hike in fuel economy standards again, then that means your gas is going to go back up because they're cocksuckers. Uh, Stephen Miller, who are Joe Biden's grandchildren? Meet the seven kids who call the president pop. They went back to the media and altered, I'm, I'm not going to put slides up, but they altered everything. Yeah, they altered everything. Then uh, Solwell got dick slapped at his own town hall. Plainly about what the Dobbs decision does and what many of these states are doing with their six-week bans. It's government-mandated pregnancies. Government-mandated pregnancies. We are against government-mandated pregnancies. Overwhelmingly, Americans want women to be able to do and make these, these decisions for themselves. So I'm for women and their freedom. And I think that's where we're ultimately going to end up. Just one other comment on that. The, uh, our, come on, come on. Let's be respectful. Be respectful. On, on, please, folks. Deep breath, everybody, please. I think. All right, Mark. Mark's up. Let let my colleague finish, please. It's almost comedic. Um, and, and you know, that would be like front page news everywhere else. It, it would be fucking huge. Over the past three months, the number of reporters with access to the White House dropped from by 31%. There are now 442 fewer reporters with a coveted hard pass, the result of new rules announced by Joe Biden press office that took effect this week. Where is Jim Acosta? Where? 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 I'm sure Acosta is adding a chapter to a book. Anybody? And oh, by the way, while we're doing all this and not holding anybody accountable, Menendez is on a, under investigation. The chairman of the Senate Foreign Relations Committee is under investigation by the Justice Department. That's according to the New York Times tonight. The second such probe concerning New Jersey Democratic Senator Bob Menendez in less than a decade. The current inquiry apparently concerns whether the senator or his wife received undisclosed gifts in exchange for political favors. All right. Well, uh, we're about to go into a long little TikTok. I haven't been going for ages. Um, you have the period, some teachers, people angry, a girl who thinks she's a boy with her mastectomy visible. Um. Yeah, it's um, it's not good. It's a fucking hot mess. A professor, a pregnant lady, a mom that now her son's a girl and she's a 
boy. There's a lot of, sh- lot of, lot of shit in here. So pop your popcorn. Take some my doll. I don't know, man. Take pecker pills. I don't know what we do on this shit now. This whole thing just confuses the shit out of me because it's just a fucking full-fledged cult. Hey, 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 bow, 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 little pump and cut. Hey, gang shit, 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 gang shit. All right, y'all. I'm about to make a few people mad with this one. Guess what? Trans women have periods. This ain't the first time I said it, and it ain't gonna be the last. And every time I tell it to y'all, it really pisses y'all off, and I really do not care. Cis women need to stop gatekeeping womanhood, stop gatekeeping periods. We are not the only ones who have periods. And we do have proof. There is scientific research that talks about the way that trans women also experience the same exact symptoms of periods. Now, some of y'all gonna say, it's a symptom, it's not a period. That's like saying if you got a cough, it's a symptom of a cold, but it's not a cold. It's still a cough, quit playing games. It's still a cramp, quit playing games. So quit gatekeeping womanhood and go ahead and give- Okay guys, we're back. Did you miss us? Cause we missed you. So there's a conversation that goes around a lot where people who habitually use uh, gendered honorifics like sir or ma'am ask very kindly what a good gender neutral replacement for that would be. And the most common answer from people like me who don't like gendered words applied to us is learn to drop the honorific because most of us don't like to be put in that situation in a quick interaction with a stranger. And the asker will protest that they don't feel like they're respecting people without the honorific. Friends. I see you really trying, and I understand that you've been conditioned really hard to use this kind of language. But I have to ask, who is the respect for in this scenario? Because we're telling you, the best way to respect us is to not use an honorific there. Standards of communication change, and if you're committed to really- Do I need to be on hormones to get top surgery? The short answer is no. There's a common misconception that all surgeons require hormones for you to get top surgery, but that's not true. Some surgeons do require you to be on hormones, but this actively excludes people who don't wish to be on hormones or don't have access to hormones. People ask me all the time whether or not I take hormones. I do not take hormones, and truthfully, I don't have any interest in taking testosterone because I simply don't want the changes that go along with taking tea. That's why it was extremely important to me to find a surgeon who had worked on non-binary patients before. All I did was research surgeons in my area that took my insurance, and then I just called to make sure that they had worked on non-binary patients before and that I didn't have to be on hormones. Remember, gender is so individual, any gender can look like anything. If you want top surgery, but you don't want the changes that go along with taking hormones, you don't need to take hormones. You could even get top surgery and then later decide that you want to be on hormones. Never feel pressure to take hormones if you're not sure because you have your whole life to take them. And a lot of the changes that go along with hormones are permanent. And don't forget, you don't need to do anything to be trans. The only requirement for being trans is feeling trans. So if you feel trans, then you are. Honestly, it's so simple. If you have any questions, leave them in the comments and I'll be sure to answer. 
classes start today. And one of my students emailed me yesterday saying, hey, this is my name and these are my pronouns. Please respect me. So I decided let's look as visibly gender non-conforming as possible, including my little, can I get it? They, them, and it says I'm a fun guy. <laughs> my classroom is a safe space. <laughs> if I am transitioning, why am I pregnant when that's such a woman thing to do. I would first of all like to say that um, it is free for me because one person asked why I don't do like surrogacy. Um, I'm basically like I'm, I feel like I'm doing surrogacy for myself. It's free for me. If I have the parts, I'm a dad y'all. I'm about to have my third child. If I have it, I'm gonna get my well use out of it. So I am going to grow the baby myself. I have it. I'm gonna get my use out of it. And then I'm gonna get it cut out. I have these, I'm gonna get my use out of them. When they're done, gone. Pregnancy's not feminine for me. It's not like a woman thing for me because I'm not a woman and when I'm pregnant, I'm still not a woman. Never seen a family like this. We went from mother and son to father and daughter. That's right, this father and daughter used to be mother and son. 15-year-old Corey Mason, who loves mascara and lip gloss, was actually born a boy. I always wanted to be a girl. I would always, you know, go like this, you know, like this. I was always girly. And this is the woman who gave birth to Corey and four other kids. She never felt comfortable in her female body. I definitely felt like a boy. I definitely felt like I identified with boys, but I didn't realize it was possible that I could actually be one. <laughs> It wasn't until four years ago when the two watched a TV special on transgender teen activist Jazz Jennings that everything became clear. I said, wow, I'm just like her. I'm a girl trapped in a boy's body. Corey started taking puberty blockers at age 11 to stop facial hair growth and deepening of the voice. You know what that is? This is the moment Corey received her first dose of female hormones. She's overcome with emotion. <laughs> just seeing her courage and her bravery in the face of so much adversity just i think that's ultimately what gave me the courage to come out myself for mom the transition began with a short haircut oh my god the 39 year old then started injecting testosterone my voice has gotten deeper um, I've grown facial hair, even though I shave it now. Earlier this year came the double mastectomy. <laughs> Excited? Yeah. Happy? I felt like I was trapped in a woman's body, and just that mastectomy made me feel free. The transition has proved difficult for Les Mason, who married Erica 10 years ago. It's challenging because I married this beautiful woman but I'm getting to the opportunity to see someone become who they truly are. It's prom season across the country and Corey won't be left out. The entire family helped pick out a dress. You want it like big and poofy? Ooh, yes, very. What you think? Definitely. Her little sister Ellen has a prediction. She's gonna be a prom queen, I know it. This is, is who she was meant to be. Definitely. No question about it. And though Corey's mother is now a man, he'll never stop being mom. I love you, mom. I love you, too. Fucking bananas. It's just fucking all bananas, man. These fucking people. Jesus, criminy. Criminy, I say. This one's great. Um, Ohio State University, a patient criticized that they had the LGBT flag 
Not American flag, LGBT flag. Didn't feel that it was cons- comfortable. The enormous transgender banner hanging like a Nazi flag behind the, flag behind the, Nazi, the reception desk. Where is the flag for women, for children? I've been threatened on Twitter by trans activists with rape and death, so it's a daunting to go for medical treatment with a banner proclaiming that I am an adult human female, calling myself that now and hateful per OHSU. A woman is more opt-in category for a gentle non-conforming male, blah, 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 blah. They are now not going to treat her anymore. They've refused her service. This one. Virginia, send the kids to kindergarten. If you don't want your five-year-old to have access to porn, you have to notify the school. Explicit content access. Yes, I want my child to have access to sexually explicit content in the school library. It's pedophilia. I don't care what people say. This. That. That's a family love celebration. This is Portland. Pedophilia. It's all pedophilia. This is Daily Mail. Yeah. Once again. Women, man, transgender man, which is a woman. For God's sake, it's not a man. Oregon Medical Group blames Libs of TikTok after being exposed for denying women breast cancer treatment over gender-critical views. This is a different one. So Ohio, Oregon, it's all the same. This was from Todd in Oregon, Tennessee School District in Todd County. Is it Todd? No, it's, oh God, it's mine. Tennessee School District staff trained on how white Christians are privileged, Palliamoris are oppressed. Engage conference, and that's in my county. Jesus, where I live. One of Louisiana, a few doctors specializing in pediatric heart conditions, is leading the state after the legislature passed a variety of bills aimed at restricting rights for LGBTQ people, but it's actually for kids. But NBC is lying. Then a rare time that WAPO looks overseas, LGBTQ plus community in the Middle East face a growing crackdown mirroring efforts by American conservatives to restrict the right of gay and transgender people. Yeah, that's exactly what's happening. Uh, Over there, they kill them and throw them off buildings and stuff. But yeah, that's what conservatives are doing. Sorry, I got to put a land of cane patch. I hope I'm not on camera. I guess I am. Sorry. Left abdominal wall is not happy today, and I don't even know why. Woke up that way, just not happy. Um, that's exactly what's going on. Yeah, not. Washington Post laments hard life because they didn't abort their twins. That's where they're going with it. Michigan libraries are asking people to aid them against the book ban wars by not reporting them. Riley Gaines, you are deranged and should be in prison. I tag you, but naturally you made your account private. If you need a guest lecture for your course, let me know. In the meantime, sometime you should check her history. Professor claims children should be exposed to adult genitalia. 
her and Kirk Cameron are getting canceled in places. Alabama Library won't have them in there because, you know, yeah. And then we get into our racial stuff. Here is a white woman. It's always a white woman. Then a black guy saying we all need to die because we're white. And then a black crowd getting violent, but the media didn't cover it. So this whole idea that bland food is good for you is absolutely a thousand percent diet culture and not actual nutrition information or research because the actual dietary guidelines for Americans and the actual nutrition research shows that when people eat their cultural foods, it tends to be a lot better for them than when they eat like, you know, white people food. And that's because traditional diets tend to be high in whole grains, high in lean proteins, high in fruits and vegetables, low in saturated fats, low in added sugars, and low in sodium. They tend to be flavored with a lot of herbs and spices, and they tend to be made from whole foods, and they just, in general, tend to be better for you. We also know that systemic racism is the reason that people of color tend to be more food insecure than white people. We're working on fixing those systems. I really had enough of this whole life. So I'm gonna just go ahead and say it. Fuck every white man, woman, and child alive on this planet. All of you motherfuckers need to die. All of you do. We need to go for a global recessive genetic purge by any means necessary. Every last one of you white man, woman, and child on this planet need to die. Why did That's that's nice. That's nice. New York Times. The history of the lynching site. Jason Aldean filled the music. Of course, nobody knew that. All right. But then. Kill the Boar song fuels backlash to South Africa and U.S. Right-wing commentators claim that old anti-apartheid chant is a call to anti-white violence. But historians and left-wing politicians who embrace it say it should not be taken literally. Hmm. Yeah. That's great. Further down, they had other articles. Jason Aldean's song, Try That in a Small Town, which critics have described as a call for racial vigilantism is the first number one single on Billboard Hot 100 chart in the country, Star's career. Aldine denied that race played any part in the song's lyrics, because it actually doesn't. And they had a picture of the courthouse saying somebody was lynched there forever, and then they went into the boars, and they kept on going on it all fucking week. They just kept going on it. Which made me be stupid, and I decided to watch Till. Here's the trailer. I am Eloise. I am six. This was my boy, Emmett Till. I got a letter today from Auntie Lizzie. She said, Bo's been working the fields. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine. Oh, he just doesn't understand how different things are in Mississippi. Are you listening? Yes. Be small down there. Like this? Emmett never thought anything would happen to him. Meet the mummy, Simmy! <laughs> he just wanted to go on vacation and have fun with his cousins. But if my son could just get his feet back onto the Chicago soil, 
He'd be one happy kid. I don't know why I said that. I want to talk to you about that boy. They've come for you. describe what a mother knows. The first thing I noticed when I became a mother was that my hands were busy all the time. My hand knew him with my eyes closed. Just like I know his laughter in a crowded room. It's the same thing when you know all of someone. This was my boy, Emmett Till. The body of Emmett Lewis Till has been found dead. Can I at least just fix him up a bit? No. They have to see it for themselves. You tell me, maybe. How is risking your life gonna help them? Those pictures of your son change people's lives. I can't look, baby. We have to. The lynching of my son has shown me that what happens to any of us anywhere in the world had better be the business of us all. So let me set this up straight up ahead of time. What happened was fucking ridiculous. Um, and it's a blight of the times that, you know, we had stuff like that happening. that They thought it was right to go kill somebody. But when you delve into this case... It's like Ferguson. It's like George Floyd. It's like fucking everything we talk about. It's like all the same. No straight stories. African-American witness completely lying. Somebody doing something wrong, which they should not be killed for, but then they're an angel. They did nothing wrong. It was just the white people did this. And you dig in here, and I don't think I grabbed this. No, I didn't. That This is how PBS covered Carol Bryant Donham. And as the story goes, she was a woman in, in the store that day. Carol Bryant Donham, who accused Emmett Till before he was lynched, dies at age 88, so it's her f fault. Article from 2020, getting away with murder. No one served time for the 1955 murder of Emmett Till. And it's pictures of the white people. Woman whose accusation led to the lynching of Emmett Till has died at 88, coroner says. That was CNN. She ended up writing a book, I Am More Than a Wolf Whistle. And then you read the story. You go through the story. And folks, once again, because this is touchy waters. I want to come across like I'm a... I am not approving a lynching or anything, but you get into this story and it's unbelievable the similarities of what happens today. 
First people on the scene was was NAACP, and they wanted her to do all this shit. She forbade her husband because it was an image thing. She started being political. She changed her wardrobe, and it was all bought for, and she became an activist. She didn't mourn for her child. She became an activist. That's what she did because her son died. Brutally died. He was murdered. It was horrible. You find out that he did grab her wrist. He did ask her on a date. He did whistle at her. Black witnesses recounted everything before they died. Media never covered any of it. So it was always the story of a white lady making it up, her telling her husband, her husband goes and kills and lynches. The only part that's true about that is the husband goes and kills and lynches. She never told her husband. She went and got a gun because she felt very uncomfortable because this is the 50s and you don't grab women. But for the case, for it to become what white liberals wanted, they erase all the facts and it's no difference than hand up, don't shoot. I mean, for fuck's sake, people still believe that and it was a total fucking lie. And it was a black person interviewed who recants their stories later. It's always that way. And then an Al Sharpton type person comes in and they make it a political thing and truth goes away. Now, is it important to have the truth? Well, in this case, yeah. I think it is important. Killing is not the answer. Lynching, just because he's black, racism, those aren't right. But What the kid did was wrong. He was inappropriate. And I think there is a difference between you're black and I grab you and I lynch you because you're black. Was that part of it? Yes. But the father, the husband got pissed off because somebody snatched his wife. There's still no corroboration. Nobody knows if he did grab her waist. She never recanted her story, but it was physical. He physically touched her. So much so she went to get a gun. All of that was suppressed, and it's happening today. It happened in Ferguson. A guy who just beat a motherfucker up, reached in the cop's car. The cops shoot him because he was threatened it happened in Floyd what the cop did was wrong but he was dying of a fentanyl laced meth overdose he was going to die anyway he swallowed it so he wouldn't get caught he was dying putting a knee on him didn't help but he was dying And I think what bothers me the most about all these is that they're used to be a cudgel. Al Sharpton still talks about Emmett Till to this day. And the entire story is fabricated. It's not the truth. Because they're incapable of two truths. Truth one, Emmett Till was inappropriate with a female inappropriate he deserved to have his ass beat 
not lynched, not murdered, not shot in the head, not thrown in a river, all that's fucking wrong as shit. It's racism, it's bad. Ferguson, he was a thug. He was a bad person who tried to fucking shoot a cop and got killed. You would be that. I don't know who you are out there. You could be black, a Martian. If you try to grab a gun's a cop's gun, you're going to get shot. If you don't do what you're told to do, you're going to get roughed up. It's not a black and white thing. It's follow the cop's instructions. You know, we spent all our time talking about the black families having to give the speech on this. I had to give that speech to my kids. Don't fuck with cops. Because whether the media wants to admit it and the Democrats don't and social media suppresses, there's more white people shot every day. When fucking the Skittles kid was beating the fuck out of uh, that fucking Spanish dude who was a white Spanish dude. We, We manufactured that. When that was happening, a white guy butt naked in the court square of a Florida town got shot and murdered by the cops. He was on drugs. He charged him. They felt threatened and they killed him. He was butt naked and unarmed. That story never went anywhere. Because they can't tell the truth. And the truth is more whites are shot by cops than black unequivocally and more blacks are shot by black cops than white cops unequivocally is not even close not even close and we have to tell truth because it's the story is 10 times worse when you say He walked in and bought some chewing gum and walked out and two black guys grabbed him that night and murdered him. That's a totally different story than he fucking put his hands on a woman, a married woman, asked her out and that's an ass whipping if you're black or white. That's just an ass whipping in those times. This is the 50s. For fuck's sake, in Afghanistan today, women showed their face to me and I was scared because in their culture, I have to be murdered now. In the 50s, you didn't lay hands on women. You didn't do things like that. It was an ass whooping. Yes, there were racist KKK members and they took it too far and they lynched them. It's fucked up. Once again, not cool. Race is involved. But it's the story. The story is always a lie. The story is always manufactured. The story is always buried. The mothers are always made to be activists. Today, where you cannot tell me in any way we have Jim Crow racial equity shit is so bad that blacks are persecuted and murdered. We talk like that's happening. And the NAACP and Al Sharpton and the media act like all that's happening. We do the same shit and it's not even necessary. Because there is there is no need for civil rights movements. Nope, I didn't TikTok. I had a lightning strike. The uh, <laughs> computer, like, did the blink. Um, 
The civil rights movements were totally necessary in the time. You had people in back of buses. You did have Jim Crow. You had fucking couldn't rent, couldn't buy. There was racism. There was real shit going on. But in the year 2022-3, Biden does an anti-lynching law. When was the last time somebody got lynched? Matthew Shepard. And that was a lie. It wasn't because he was gay. It was a bad fucking drug deal. Proven by real reporters who went back and all these made this shit up. And I think that's my point. My point isn't what happened to Emmett Till wasn't bad and those people should be in jail. They should have gone to jail. They should have. They were racist and they were murderers. But you look at that case and it is replicated a billion times to where we are now. Every time a black person gets injured in America, we start fucking lying. We start manufacturing facts. Don't, hands up, don't shoot. George Floyd was a saint. he never done anything in his entire life. Ever. He was never evil. He was the greatest human being ever. And it's all a fucking lie. Just a complete fucking lie. And it's frustrating because it's the same cast of characters with different faces and names. You watch that movie, the NWCP was the first fucking goddamn people on the ground. And they instantly were trying to manufacture a story and use it and tell the mother. She needed to have a certain certain presentation. That's what they did. And it's incredibly frustrating because it's unnecessary. Two things can be true. And if you're in the business of truth, We're talking truth. You're journalists. You can't always be going with the but for conservatives, but conservatives, servers are bad, uh, president, da, 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 but he did this, and then manufacture shit for fucking liberals or black people in general. So... Other shit, and I don't think I have this. No, I don't. This one letter in a textbook could change how millions of kids learn about race. History textbook writer from McGraw Hill and a history professor at Texas A&M University is planning to capitalize the B in black in a lengthy revision to history textbooks. B in black. Yeah. Okay. You fucking people. All right, and then our last woke is top woke reasons not to eat meat. I have one, COVID, but other than that, the rest are stupid. I am Eloise. I am six. I believe we should move beyond all meat. The assumption that the best protein comes from corpses is a racist belief. How do you know the animal would have picked you to feed off their corpse? 21st century animal eating requires our complicity in a new colonialism. These events especially affect girls and young women. Your hamburger comes with a dose of misogyny. 
Popular culture is flooded with references to sexy cows, sexy pigs, sexy chickens, sexy fishes, who all just want to have fun. Meat eating is also one of the ways gender-based structures of oppression are perpetuated. Masculinity, a construct of the gender binary facing constant destabilization, feels always under threat, and eating animals is its protection racket. White supremacists weapon, weaponized it, eating meat, eggs, and dairy, and the baiting of liberal men as so-called soy boys are all part of the neo-Nazi <laughs> messaging. To say you care about animals is considered a sign of weakness in a world still committed to the gender binary. Meat eaters like anti-abortionists have forgotten that one quality of non-existence is not having awareness about existence. When all else fails, meat eaters assert that animals are not our equals. I heard all your laughter. I know some of these must be new ideas or you think they're fringe or whatever. Our whiteness is part of the problem of meat eating. What's going on, you bunch of crazy, filthy animals? It is I. I am back with another meme review. Uh, and boy, oh boy, do we have some unbelievably tantalizingly well done lefty memes. The left is at the left has stepped up their meme game. There's almost nothing to fix here. These memes are so good. These memes are so good. Here's a classic. This is this is a hot take on centrism that no one has ever seen before. This is what I mean by like left. They're getting better. They're getting better at their memes. So over here, we've got the clan. We want to kill all black people. And then we have the good guys saying we want civil rights. And we have the centrists saying that they, they are looking for a compromise between killing black people and, and uh, wanting civil rights. Creative. Aha, uh -huh, there you go. I can see past the veneer, this thin veneer of banal leftist hot take. Uh, we are actually dealing with a pretty scathing critique of Planned Parenthood. We want to kill black people. We want civil rights. Planned Parenthood is, is saying compromise. You can get both, according to Margaret Sanger. We got another one over here. There's going to be a classic Seamus subversion. You're a corporate wage slave risking your life every day with minimal bro- Oh my gosh, could you please make something that's an- Ah! I signed up to review left-wing memes, not read banal dissertations on introductory Marxist theory. This guy clearly missed the point. I prom- Here's the thing, I promise you, whoever made this didn't have this uh, essay in mind. And, and consider that if they did have this essay in mind, they didn't write it. They made a game instead. Boom, check it. Okay. Happy trans people, detransitioner. Well, this is fitting because no one here looks happy and they're all pretty identical. Also, isn't this like, isn't this beautifully ironic? Is this not beautifully ironic that the transgender movement would complain that we're focusing too much on a slim minority instead of seeing the broader picture? As if that's not the entire purpose of the transgender movement, to just totally redefine our society's understanding of sexuality on the basis of this tiny, tiny, tiny minority that feels they don't fit in with it. People who have no issue with their place in the gender binary. 
Another, another W. Here we go. I already know this one's gonna be good. By the way, I will say, credit where it's due, decent art style. I follow this individual on Facebook for their bad takes, but good art. All right. All right, sir, here it is. You're a real sharp, kid. Work hard and you'll get a real job. Um, this is a real job. On my feet all day, finding products, taking inventory, answering dumb questions. Oh no, I meant a job like mine, which is, I'm a senior marketing accounts advisor to the chief executive sales analyst. Okay, and what the hell do you do? Honestly, I still don't know, but I make six figures and have health insurance. Haven't needed it though. So there's a very easy fix to this. I'm a political cartoonist. Yeah, that, that, this is one route. I think that's fair. It's a fair thing for people to consider. All right, where's our next meme? Oh my gosh. <sighs> we got another gem. Uh, I don't know if you guys are actually even going to believe this. Not only did the serfs make this, they were proud enough of it to put their logo there. I'm anti-woke. So you're anti-civil rights. No, that would imply I'm racist. Yes. <laughs> it's not what I am at all. Okay. I just don't like seeing black or trans women in movies or politics. Ah, uh, so you're also a misogynist. <laughs> this is bait. There's no way. Man, there's so many ways we can fix this. And you tell me over and over and over again, my friend. Ah, uh, you don't believe we're on the eve of destruction. March! Where's my beer? After the revolution, I will be the guy who draws the Simpsons. All right, we got one last, one last meme here that I think, I think will be good. This is an easy fix. POV, you are a liberal. You're so, because you're in jail. All right, well, that, thank you guys for playing. Thanks for playing Fix the Meme with Seamus Coughlin. That's it. That's all. It's time to, I guess it's time to go, for us to go home, back to our lives. This is, the hard, this is always the hardest part. I'm going to miss you. I'm going to miss you a lot. I've never been good at goodbye. Don't, don't, you got to go. Shoo. I don't want you anymore. Go. <laughs> Go watch someone else's videos. Watch someone else's videos. This one's over. Go. I don't want you anymore. <laughs> it was the right thing to do. It was the right thing to do. You're gonna have a good life. Thank you so much for watching. If you Getting enough sleep is essential to ensuring that your body is healthy mentally and physically, and also ensuring that you have a safe and a high quality of life. The fuck was that? The fuck was that? I Man, I think sometimes they just mock us because we say, well, that's not a dude, that's a dude trying, not even trying to be a girl. So then he puts on a clown mask. Really?
Yeah, that's that's your thing. Fuck me, these people are fucking weird. I mean, and once again, I don't care. Be a fucking unicorn, but when you're in charge of fucking important shit, your personal beliefs and your personal politics need to go in the shit can. They have no place. There's no place for this. You're an official of the U.S. government. So your clown show, get fucked. So for this, our, this is America. We're going to have CNN once again. Trump's fault that Biden's economy is horrible. It's so good to be a damn man because you can get away with all sorts of shit. And then, because we're impeaching a president again, or charging an impe- president for stopping an official proceeding and questioning elections... Once again, 2000, 2004, 2016, 2018, 2020, 2022, 2024. And they don't win the House. They're going to steal the presidency. So, I mean, that's already in the bag. But they don't win the House. They're going to pull this shit. And then every time there are people at the behest of them, Kavanaugh, you've reaped the whirlwind. Do you remember this? Storm official proceedings, storm the frickin' Supreme Court, storm the Senate. They've done all that shit. But none of them go to jail. None of them get in trouble for it. But we're charging a dude. Just gonna play a little excerpt. These are the same people that are doing all this shit, and they're now saying that a guy needs to go to prison for it. But they question. They're still questioning the 2016 election. This is America. Don't catch you slipping now. Don't catch you slipping now. Look what I'm whipping now. This is America. Don't catch you slipping now. Don't catch you slipping now. Look what I'm whipping now. This is America. In- The economic perceptions in the country right now are also really bad. 25% say the economy is good, 75% say it's bad. 51% of Americans in this new poll say that the economy is actually still getting worse, that it is in a downward spiral and still getting worse despite all the recent good economic indicators that we've heard about. So this is, this is a challenge for Biden. No incumbent president would want to be here heading into the reelect. I would just note one thing. His numbers were bad last fall. There were bad perceptions about the economy last fall, and Democrats still overperformed to SE's point when democracy or abortion rights and other things rivaled uh, these staples that we look at for, for how a, a president will be judged. But hearing that your approval rating on the handling of the economy is below your already low approval it's rating. When the economy's doing okay. The first fallout from the Fitch U.S. debt downgrade is coming in the form of interest rates. On Tuesday, the U.S. government's debt rating was not down by Fitch for one one notch to AA plus from the highest AAA rating. And now Treasury yields have jumped to an eight-month high. That impacts student loan rates, 
auto loans, credit cards, as well as mortgage rates. It was based on what Fitch called the deterioration of governance and not on the relative strength of the economy. Though the forceful response that resulted, you saw the press secretary talking about Republican extremism uh, being the real threat to the economy. You saw the Biden campaign calling it a Trump downgrade, essentially mirroring or echoing the messaging that they crafted during the debt ceiling debate, where they said, hey, this debt has been accumulated over for several centuries, and it was really a, the predecessor to President Biden that caused. You can run the best campaign, you can even become the nominee, and you can have the election stolen from you. How can you win with Russian interference, though? That's, That's the what real I'm thing. scared about no, in 2020. But, but rightly. Because right. I think he's an illegitimate president that didn't really win. So, how do you, you know, fight against that in 2020? You are absolutely right. He's an illegitimate president in my mind. Would you be my vice presidential candidate? <laughs> Folks, look, I absolutely agree. Trump didn't actually win the election in 2016, he lost the election, and he was put into office because the Russians interfered. Russia interfered with our election attacked our democracy for the sole purpose of artificially placing someone at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. They were successful. Trump knows he's an illegitimate president. The president-elect, although legally elected, is not legitimate. I don't see this president-elect as a legitimate president. You said you believe that Russia's interference altered the outcome of the election. I do. We have a president who, if in fact it is proven, uh, has been assisted by the Russians and may in fact not be a legitimate president. The one thing that Trump is fearful of uh, when it comes to his being president is that finally we will see how illegitimate his victory actually was. I have an objection. I object to the 15 votes from the state of North Carolina. I object because people are horrified. He's an illegitimate president. Our election was hijacked. There is no question. Congress has a duty to hashtag protect our democracy and hashtag follow the facts. John Lewis is completely right. There is a cloud of illegitimacy around the election of Donald Trump. The Russians interfered with his election. James Comey and the FBI interfered with his uh, election. The fake news industry interfered with his. Versus Gore. A court took away a presidency. If all the votes were counted in Florida that Al Gore would be president today and George Bush would be back in office. I come from Florida, where you and others participated in what I call the United States coup d'etat. It's in 2013, according to reports, Vice President Joe Biden, he claimed that Al Gore was the one who was elected president. And he claimed that the recount result was, quote, a bad decision. And never forget, dear friends, what they did in Florida to Al Gore and me, to all of us, to older Americans. The African Americans, the Haitian Americans denied the right to vote and have those votes counted. I do believe that the projections were right in the first place at 7 o'clock when they called it for Gore. Let me tell you something, without a doubt, George Bush did not carry Florida and it was not close. There's no question that you won the state of Florida. Oh, thank you, Charles. No, it's a question. You know, I'm always reticent in saying this, but... Um, the left, the media is constantly talking about civil wars and we're going to have a civil war and civil war, civil war. This is how you get a civil war. You have two standards of law and you can't. You just can't have two standards. It can't be their motherfuckers tear cities down and rat fuck everything. 
No, you, you can't. You can't have that while everybody else gets held. Their you know feet get held to fire. You just can't. So. That was good. The more you guys press this shit, the more you... say that Trump is a criminal, A, you make him more popular and people dig their heels. It's the same reason why Bush got reelected. You treated him like shit so bad people felt sorry for him. It was that question, who do you, who would you rather have a beer with? It wasn't Kerry, it was Bush. Secondly, you show that it isn't about politics. It's about power. You don't want to give up power, and you know that a guy like him is going to change things. And things are good for you right now, man. You got everything. You you got control. You can do insider trading like the Pelosi's. I mean, the freaking judicial system is working for you on all levels. And I'm telling you, you look scared. You just look scared. And lastly, you destabilize our system. When you use the DOJ and FBI to go against your opposition in an election, you're destabilizing our democracy. It's not him destabilizing the democracy. It's not him with statements or deeds. or He's not doing anything. He doesn't have a platform. You've taken it all away. Unless you go over True Social, which most of us don't, we don't hear from that guy. But you give him a huge megaphone because you're scared he's going to win because your guy is incompetent, mentally defective, and physically walks around like he's Frankenstein. You are threatening democracy. Not him. He's not doing anything. He's running for office because you won't leave him the fuck alone. People could have got to him and told him, you know, maybe talked him in, hey, retire, you're a rich man. But the moment you got elected, you made it about him because that was the only thing you had. You had to have a boogeyman. What was the boogeyman? Trump, mega, uber mega, Christians, conservatives, white Christian nationalists, parents, anybody who wasn't down with your shit. This is how civil wars start. This is how countries fall. When an elite, a select elite elite amount of people decide that they're going to be above the law and do whatever the fuck they want. And that's what you're doing, not him. You know damn right, find the votes is something that everybody, every politician said that. We need to find the votes. They're out there. And considering in 2000, a large majority of Democrats would not certify, tried to stop the certification, wouldn't even go to the inauguration, and then spent four years trying to get him unelected. It didn't work, so now you guys go with this crazy shit you're doing now. 
<clears throat> him saying it was rigged, he was just saying what almost everybody who wasn't a Democrat said. That was just shady as fuck. Five days to count. Lies about closing polling because of broken water pipe. I mean, look at all the shit you guys did. And then you dumped 100,000 tranches of fucking just Biden votes with no other votes attached to it. Suitcases, midnight trucks showing up. Stuff found. Ballots found in ditches and garbage cans that were from conservative things. I mean, these are all things that have happened. And people have gone to jail. Facebook ran polling stations. I mean, for fuck's sake, of Truth Social ran polling stations. Would that fly? Anybody. If the NRA put $500 million into only five districts for Democrats and did get out the vote, would that fly? They did that because you beat them up for four years that they cost the election because they helped Putin. And that all was a lie. I mean, everything was just a lie. Everything you guys have done has been a lie. Every accusation is over-accentuated and it's stuff you do. This shit's fucking dangerous, man. It's just dangerous shit. This is how countries implode. You are like Putin, not Trump. You have state-run media, state-run social media. You're using the DOJ and the FBI like your own personal goons. It's like a mob movie, except it's a political party. Democrats. And if you just stumble on me, I'm not a Republican. I don't like Trump think he's a piece of shit, don't want him to run for office. I kind of wanted Scott and DeSantis so we could have somebody that pushed back on some of the woke because I think he'd back off when he got in office and somebody knows how to make sausage. But it won't happen because the left, just like in the last election where they financed mega people, they're working to get Trump because they think they can beat Trump. And like Obama did in 2012, they're using the levers of power to stop him from running like he used the IRS. You guys are crooked, man. You are Putin. And that wraps up another episode of Flyover Politics Podcast. Share with your family and friends. Go to Flyover Politics with a K on SoundCloud. Rumble 482467. Email me at gmail.com. Thank you for Todd in Oregon for contributing to the show uh, Matt has sent stuff but I don't I don't think I tagged it right so let's go with 9 August year of the Lord 2023 is our next podcast until then disconnect from all your devices don't give the yeah yeahs hopefully Matt doesn't end, listen to the end my side hustle is going into operation um, I think Matt probably figured it out but my sister doesn't uh, listen I was sitting on like 20 radios. Not all of them are great. Um, and I stumbled on a guy who does Bluetooth. So I researched and researched and found Bluetooth transmitters, or receivers, excuse me, 
with speaker outs and a power source. And I went through and gutted them, put it in, put Bose speakers that I bought at garage sales. You know, like the background ones, the front ones. I found some Sony, some Panasonic, and um, some Bose computer speakers I had. I opened that up. And I rewired these, and my wife, who is super artsy-farsy, repainted them. We refreshed them. They look so fucking sexy. So for Christmas, um, I'm giving some to family, and hopefully Matt's not listening, because I doubt he listens to the end of the podcast. I don't listen to the end of the podcast. Um, I got ones for them that kind of go with what they they like and uh, making one for my son and then there's like 10 we've completed the units cost like $15 but then I found a couple Bluetooth speakers that light up and it's got the receiving chip and a speaker in it and I just cut the speaker and put a good speaker on it and just glue it in place as a switch so they just flip it on um, so we got a booth space, $25 a month. We're putting them all on uh, that, and we're putting them on Facebook Marketplace, and we're going to open an Etsy page and start selling a lot of our antiques because we don't need them all. But we're going to be selling these Bluetooth speakers really cheap. Most of them are selling from like 100 bucks. We're selling them for 50 I don't even know what I paid for them ages ago, so it doesn't fucking matter. And I've put $20 of supplies when you get done with glue and double-sided tape and the speakers that I might have bought and paint. Gigi just did this Crosley, which we've already sold. It's um, a beautiful 1953 model, and she did it in white and blue. And we kept the original background and glued it back in place so you see the dial and everything. But, you know, these are AM radios. Look at your AM in your neighborhood. Unless you listen to sports, there's nothing there. There's like one channel here, and it's so weak, you can't even pull it in. So, you know, the original thing was, if it's an AM, FM, and then we, and we have some that are in perfect condition, we're selling as is, because they work. I refreshed them. Um, we did like power cords on a couple, because they're really dangerous. So I rewired them using butt connectors, and um, or put a new speaker in it, cleaned it. Gigi found this plastic polish was made for hem- headlights, but it works perfect on bake lights. So, and we polished some of them, and some of the wood ones I owned, we just re used some lemon oil on that shit and made them perfect, got the speakers working, the antenna working. Um, they're beautiful, and uh, we're going to sell them all as our side hustle, and as we make money, like this first one we're selling for $55, we invested 30 we got the radio for 15 We bought it at an estate sale, and I put $15 into it. Don't count the paint. So we're only making like um, 25 bucks on it, but the 25 bucks, I can buy, you know, almost two units because I found, you know, there's ones you can solder, but I don't want to deal with solder and shit. So I found a totally encapsulated um, unit. It comes in pieces. You put the cover on, the heat shield, and you just wire that motherfucker in, and you're on it, doggone it. It's the shit. So um, even if you hear me, Matt, you're going to love the one I picked up for you. I found that um, a year ago and instantly thought of you. That's all I'll say. Uh, it was something down your alley. Um, but it's kind of fun. 
it's like a side hustle until I get totally healthy and go back to work. Like this morning was horrible, just a horrible morning. I was uh, I was really hurting. Woke up at three, walked three miles, didn't back off. Took a bendle, kind of backed off. Choked down some breakfast, and you know it's really frustrating because they say there's nothing wrong with me, but um, clearly uh, there's something wrong. So, anywho. We'll go with Wednesday, 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 Wednesday. What the fuck date was that again? That is the 9th of August, year of our Lord, 2023. As always, thanks, y'all, for listening, and you take care. Every death is a tragedy, y'all. It's seven lives.